Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Bachelorette Rehab Up. I'm Amy, here as always with the maple leaf to my, I don't know, podcast co-host, um, Haley Strong. Haley, how are you doing tonight? Amy, this feels like some spring break stuff. Like, are you even taking this seriously? Like, it feels like you're just playing spring break. Like, do you even know what you're doing here? Gosh, if I could even remember spring break. <laughs> I know, like, what was that like? What was God, spring like this year? <laughs> we could use a spring break, so. Good. A fall break, and then a winter break, and then a spring break. I think no, I scared you us. this week that we wouldn't have a spring break. Oh, my God, Amy, you texted me being like, oh, yeah, they're going to do another season of The Bachelor. And I, like, I truly, I think half of my brain died and melted out of <laughs> my ear because I thought you meant, like, January to March and then, like, April till June. And I was, I I was going to just be like, I, I I don't know. I don't know if I can. <laughs> yes, we surrender. Um, yeah, there's rumors circulating that there's going to be another season of The Bachelor. And yeah, when I first saw the rumor, I was thinking, oh, no, they're going to wedge one in between like the typical Bachelorette season in May and the first Bachelor season in the beginning of the year. But digging into it a little more spoiler free um they don't have any names out for a second bachelor that i believe um some rumors but um it seems like they are replacing at least for this next year the bachelorette season in may with another bachelor season so it's like back to back but with a hopefully the standard break that you would normally have which can only mean to me is that we're going to get another fall bachelorette in which we're going to be in the same. It's going to keep going. Cycle. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that's maybe they're realizing like, oh, we can do things all year long for the most part. And I can see why they would maybe want another bachelor having had two bachelorettes back to back, but I don't want to always be like two and two, two and two. No, <laughs> so, no, I, we're, how do we reset from this? We were fine with one one of each per year. Just give me three seasons and we're happy. One Bachelor, one Bachelorette, and one Bachelor in Paradise. And then we start all over fresh in January. Exactly. So I think some of the rumors are like, oh, it's probably going to be somebody from Katie's season. Since we know the first Bachelor is from Michelle's season. This one that's filming right now. So, you know, there's some contenders there. If that's the way they're going. It's not like I'll yeah, be upset to see I've, them, but I've seen two names and I find one much more likely than the other. And I'm curious to see if those are the same two names that you saw. Okay, yeah, but I think we can talk about it because it's just speculation at yeah. this point. I saw Michael. That's and then I saw Tyler Cameron. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine Tyler Cameron? I saw Michael and I saw Blake. Oh. Yeah, I see Michael as much more likely since I know he was in consideration for the before like he was kind of just sort of considered because a lot of people liked him yeah blake, that's kind of where i'm at too blake i don't think was he that beloved no and what is that a good look <laughs> no right so um i saw like an article where it's like well maybe they had things to get in place for michael's son to be filming or to be filming in ohio or something so right, of course. if we have any listeners out in ohio and you see Keep your any, eyes out yeah if you see any hotels being blocked off or anything like that yeah fill us in yes um yeah so i think that's all for bachelor nation news this week Almost anything. No, I think last week's was such a hectic Bachelor News week <laughs> that they really tried to, you know, play it easy on us. Yeah. So we covered the Katie and Blake breakup last week when we had Rourke on the podcast. Super fun. I've actually been digging into her podcast that she was talking about that she started. So much it's fun. It's so fun. I yeah, love it. I love it. It's like 
if you want to be a fly on the wall on dating stories, especially like when you're out of the dating game for a while, it's just fun yeah. to like remember that phase and like, oh, other people's problems. <laughs> <laughs> I just see, I was never in the dating game. Like, oh, yeah. I so it's vicarious. Accidentally met Ethan and then we were together forever. And like that, like, so, so it just, I don't know. It's just funny to, to hear the stories and I don't know. I enjoy it. It's yeah. just a really fun podcast. So if you haven't checked out um, Finding Mr. Height, the podcast, check that out. Definitely. All right. Well, let's get into episode three so why does it feel like it's episode 55 <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it's only I episode love, three i love michelle so much mm-hmm. like just every episode i am like not looking forward to watching it mm. yeah it's i miss the days when we were like oh yes new content <laughs> yeah but yeah i definitely love michelle um i am feeling like this feels even more like a traditional season, even though they're not at the mansion. So we're getting back to, I feel like more a typical flow and typical mm-hmm. dates. Except I don't the- really ever need to see the mansion again, honestly. I know. I don't think so either, but I'm not sure if the bachelor season is back there or not. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we start out the episode with um, Casey and Rodney are chatting about how there's a rat in the midst, like kind of, Picking up that storyline from last week that somebody um, let loose this topic and doubt that all the guys were questioning Michelle's character and they want to find out who it is. So obviously that's setting up that we will get that resolved in this episode. Casey seems to be coming the, becoming the narrator. I don't know he what else does, he's going to do. He? I, I think he is like an outside enough perspective that um, he can kind of tell us what's happening um, without honestly probably being too involved with Michelle. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, I don't think Casey's the one. Right, right. Which is really like thinking back to even Caitlin's season, it was sort of the role Tanner played. He was kind of a non-factor with Caitlin, but he became kind of bachelor nation royalty from paradise so do we see casey having a trajectory like uh, a tanner huh i don't think so i think i i think casey is a little drier than than tanner ever was yeah and casey's yeah tanner's a little more like humorous but casey it's like funny and uh he's just so straightforward and he's yeah. not afraid to talk about the guys and i think Rook brought it up that she was amused by him that He's not making huge digs at them, but just he is, does seem to be taking a little seriously <laughs> from mm-hmm. his outside perspective. Mm-hmm. Date number one, a group date. Seems like Caitlin is getting the like she's the one like communicating with the guys and Tasha seems more like the confidant with Michelle. Um, I feel like we're seeing a lot less of Caitlin and Tasha, which I don't really like. I don't think we're getting that mentor role as much. So it's just Caitlin bringing in a date card like, hey, guys, see you later. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like says something about I hope you're ready for the danger zone. And it's a um, Top Gun. Did you know there was a new Top Gun movie coming out? I, I, I could have sworn this came out like seven years ago. <laughs> I feel like I've been hearing about Miles Teller being Top Gun for like ages now. Okay. Yeah, apparently this the dates got pushed back multiple times for this. But yeah, now there's no way you could watch this episode and not know that there's a new Top Gun episode coming out or movie coming out. It's funny. I still don't care that there's a new Top Gun coming out. Like, I really... only care because Jay Ellis is in it. Now that I know that he's in it, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so like, what what was their game plan here? Like, do they really think that the Bachelor audience is the ones who are signing up to watch Top Gun or is it just because right. these two guys are hottie McGotties? Yeah. Or like are they hoping that, you know, boyfriends and husbands are watching The Bachelor and then they're That's gonna probably part of it. Top Gun? That's probably definitely part of it because it's like even if you were just casually like in another room catching parts of this date, like a boyfriend husband's gonna pick up on like oh top gun you know like because it yeah, is like, so I blatant i don't want to try and reinforce standard gender roles or anything sure. but i just i don't i don't know if there's a lot of crossover between bachelorette viewers and top gun 
wanting to seize. Right. And I mean, if if you love The Bachelor and you are super excited to see Top Gun, then like message me and be like, Haley, you're wrong. Right. And I'm happy to be wrong on this one, mostly because I don't care. But, um, you know. Did I tell you I went to see James Bond? No. I don't so think I went, so. Or I don't remember. So I, um, I'm not much of a movie gal. Yeah, I was going to say, like much of a movie gal no um and i've been pretty pretty forward about what my my taste in movies are if i <laughs> do choose to go see them mm-hmm. um but my poor husband he loves going to the movies and we obviously haven't been in like a couple of years and he really wanted to go see james bond and he wanted me to go with him and we had like a, a coupon from 2017 for a free movie <laughs> popcorn <laughs> can you believe it still worked <laughs> <laughs> they just looked at it and they're like, yep, this works. And we're like, okay, cool. Um, so I went to go see James Bond and it was possibly one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Oh, scary. Oh my gosh. Well, you know me. I, yeah. I, I can't watch anything with action or suspense or drama or like any emotion except like comedy mm-hmm. and like love. And even sometimes right. when like the crying part of a rom-com comes up, you know, I'm a little messy. But Anyways, it was terrifying. So um, <laughs> needless to say, I'm not going to go see Top Gun. If Ethan wants to go see Top Gun, well, then, boy, he knows where the cinema is. Right. I mean, maybe there's some crossover with, um, I think there'd be a more of a crossover with people who watch Insecure, which Jay Ellis stars in, and that just came out a new season. Shout out to um, Mari, who's podcast, one of the co-hosts podcasting about it for PSR, um, post-show recaps. But um yeah, I the one thing I will say about this date is that the two movie stars were like really into it, which I thought yeah. they'd be a little more like phoning it in. Like they remembered the guys' names, they were like cheering them on. So I have to give them credit for like committing to that. And I think also part of it is like having the guys in those uniforms and having that like promo picture um and just like okay, they look hot in uniform and like getting the guys excited for a date was probably part of it mm-hmm. as well. Um, so I can see that crossover. Um, but who knew that it was going to start Jacket Gate? Like not since oh Survivor <laughs> with Natalie. Um, would we have such a jacket story themed storyline here? Yeah, and it wasn't to be expected. I still think Natalie's Jacket Gate was better. Um <laughs> This might come as a surprise. Okay. I think I would like to do the circle thing. Oh, really? I think so. Wow. I like spinny rides at the fair. Yeah. Yeah. I would not want to do that. Because um, I think it was like G-force. Like, I think that even like increases dizziness. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't maybe, understand maybe it totally. I but I actually like it, but I'd be definitely more willing to do that than skydiving. Yeah. Yeah. Like, at least I'm nice and close to the ground. Right. Yeah. So the guy, it, yeah, it didn't seem like dangerous. It seemed like it could be sick for sure. And we saw a lot of, um, Will, aka Little Willie, getting nervous because he even has packed motion sickness pills, but didn't like bring them with him. But like just thinking, I'm sure he wasn't prepped for that. He would need that on that date. Um, so I'm sure he was selected purposely for that reason. Of course. And they were probably like, no, Will, you don't need your motion sickness pills. (laughs) yeah save those for later um but yeah they had to go in this contraption which the stars of the movie used to like simulate like being in fighter jets and they had to profess their love for michelle or their feelings for michelle i mean that just seemed like a pointless aspect to that right like let them just focus on not throwing up yeah because i think we've seen things like this where they've been tested like I think Ben Higgins season had something like this where they were testing different things or like kind of obstacle courses or other things like that. Um, Cause they were doing pushups on the state as well and dog fighting. They had a lot of random things, but especially we didn't get much out of it. We didn't see like a lot of the clips of what they were saying. The only thing we really saw was that Peter, uh, AKA Doughboy, because they all had their um, call signs that they had to come up with where they were kind of roasting and coming up with nicknames for the guys, which is also, I guess, in Top Gun. Um, he spoke in Italian, and then they show Will going, speaking in Spanish, and Peter claiming that he s- copied what he said just in another language, but how would he know? 
Sure. He stole his shtick, I guess. And so, you know, they're still feuding and they were in the matchup in the dogfight. Will of course they were. Who could have guessed that? Yeah. Like even the guys, I think it was Joe was like, oh, I saw that matchup coming. (laughs) So it's in my favorite part about that storyline is that I feel like the producers were trying really hard to make them fight Mm -hmm. and get the guys involved. But every other guy was just like, no, I'm okay. Thank you. I'm, right. I'm not. That's not for me. I'm not hanging out I'm with that. Sit back. Yeah. And also, it's like two guys that had no chance with Michelle. Maybe Will, like, he's still there, but it doesn't seem like either of them, like, the fact that they're focusing so much on each other are going to be, you know, in a contender in the end. Yeah. I think uh, Michelle probably just straight up didn't like Peter at all. <laughs> yeah. She was like, no, I am not. Yeah, she's like, I'm not. I'm not keeping him again. I'm not doing it. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't bring pizza. It's over. Yeah. One thing too that I liked about this date is, you know, they crown a winner, and it seemed like that the Glenn Powell and Jay Ellis got to choose, or maybe it was still in, um coordination with producers but they chose will and he actually won something actually two things so he got time with michelle in like the movie car the car from that was used on set and a jacket a bomber jacket nice jacket i would have loved that jacket yeah so it's not just okay you get some silly trophy or what was it on um, matt james season like an acorn trophy or something <laughs> you I know don't remember <laughs> i have no <laughs> right? recollection of that so there are some stakes and some things for the guys to be jealous about or for will to feel good about um and yeah we see this kind of play out in the after party when will is away with michelle and having one-on-one time peter decides that it's about respect and he's going to take will's bomber jacket and throw it in the pool yeah, it's about respect. So he just actively disrespects the dude and his property. Like that's his property. Like he that's that's not that's not okay. That's just not okay. Right. It, yeah, if he has the issue with like the maturity and the whatever, like he didn't obviously go about it the right way. Like he looked like the real tool. Uh, and I think everyone knew it. And nobody wanted to um like laugh or like cheer mom be like oh so funny they're just like i had nothing to do with that this dude it's an idiot like i'm some of the guys like just got up and left which good Mm -hmm. on them for just really not getting involved at all right yeah we saw um nate like he acknowledged in his itm he said like well i laughed but now like i'm gonna distance myself from peter so like they're they seem like amused or just kind of like incredulous that peter went to that length like they saw him get up with a jacket they didn't think he was gonna throw it in a pool um then it looks like clayton came back and like said something to peter um when he found out what he had done and peter's just like i respect you man but just stay out of this (laughs) it just yeah it seemed like no one really wanted to associate with him after that and then will um was understandably very hurt about this um and we see him like kind of go off camera and He's crying. He's talking to a producer like he's just like had enough with this guy, Um, but he does not um, bring it up to Michelle. He's like looking very upset when Michelle comes back and is handing out um, a group date rose. But um, the guys are kind of just like be the bigger man and giving advice. And that's what he did. I'm sure the producers would have wanted him to bring it up and none of the other guys brought it up as well yeah i think that was absolutely the right choice because i mean results oriented but he ended up at the road at the end of the day and peter did not and, mm-hmm. um, well and it just it, it doesn't cre- it, it helped to avoid creating another level of drama and you know you don't want michelle thinking that you're causing any problems right because a lot of times what happens when there's two people feuding it doesn't end up well for either of them. Like they're just both associated with that. Mm-hmm. And although I don't think there was much, like there were some things that maybe Will was saying to Peter and yeah, it started with him calling him a narcissist, but I still think that was 
taken over the top. Like it was just a funny joke um, in that setting. Like he just kind of seized on that comedic timing there in that last school date. But I really think it was more Peter upset that he lost that dog fight with him as well. So, um, and I saw some people saying like, who cares? Like it got wet, but I think it was a leather jacket, right? Like I think it's ruined. I don't. I thought it was like a satiny one. Okay, so maybe it's fine. But either way, like there's chemicals. It's still, it's still incredibly disrespectful, and I think it's one yeah. of those things, right? Like you're on this show, you have most of your creature comforts taken away. You're get like you don't have a lot of your stuff. You're given this item, yeah, um, and you cherish it, and then it gets taken. Like it, it, it is very insulting. Like I would, mm-hmm. I would have been devastated, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's his item to um, keep as a souvenir, to sell on eBay, like it's his. And, you know, um, we saw something like this on Becca Kufrin's season, um, where a contestant had a framed photo, which to me is not that big of a deal. That's replaceable. Maybe Michelle gets wind of this down the road when she asks, like, hey, where's your jacket? I could see them, her pulling a move like, hey, I got you another one or like mm-hmm. took it to a cleaners or something. Or it just never becomes anything after the fact but um i do think it would have been nice for her to like be aware maybe later on just to like have that see the positive side of will's behavior but like for his perspective but yeah other than that um oh there's there was another um kind of prize our favorite a private little concert given to martin who got the group date rose so Michelle, okay, a string quartet. Yes, do sign me up. Okay, that's yeah, okay. I'm, that's that's okay for me. That's at the top of the list. Playing a song yeah. from Top Gun, take my breath I away. I mean, that I don't care about. <laughs> like, f this movie, I will not go see it. What did you think of Martin? Like, oh, he really. He, I I really liked him this episode. Ooh. He really did it for me in that little shirt and his little glasses. <laughs> and Michelle seemed to really dig him. Oh, I was I was feeling Martin. Okay. Um, I can't get this out of my head because I've seen like a meme going around that he looks like all five members of NSYNC put together. So. You know, what? Ethan Ethan said that meme to me and I laughed so hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, he did the move where he like pulled her aside, asked how she's doing. And so she that was during the <gasps> nice. date. Yeah. Nice. And also smart. Like he can get out of like, OK, I'm sick of doing these push ups. Like just let these other guys compete. Um, so he pulled her aside while they're all doing those like <laughs> the drills. And yeah, this group date rose actually had some weight behind it too because he got that private time after she sent the rest of the guys home. So I like that there are these two different stakes on the episode. But I feel like we didn't get any of that private time, really, did we? Or was I just not paying yeah, attention? Just, I feel like all of a sudden we went to the one-on-one. Like, it's did, true. I don't, like I was like, oh, is this still part of the date? <laughs> Ethan, Ethan genuinely was like, did she leave Martin to go to her date? <laughs> With Rodney? Okay, yeah, let's talk about So I think they only showed them, like, slow dancing, but not really talking. Um, yeah, because the next one-on-one is Rodney, who I would not have expected to get a one-on-one this early or at all. <laughs> but it looked like their date started in the middle of the night. So yeah, like, was it at the end of this night? <laughs> I wonder if it was one of those situations where they had something planned and maybe the weather was bad, although they're mm. in like the desert in California. So I doubt that's like a possibility, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was like too hot or something. I don't know. I maybe. feel like something they had something planned and they couldn't do it. Yeah, because uh, it was a really random. And I feel like. I feel like uh, I'm not a lawyer, but I feel like they are leading the witness here in which I thought for sure Rodney was going to go home. Oh, really? Just well, just based on like the panning of the suitcase, the like, well, I don't know, like (laughs) Michelle and I and Michelle's like, well, I don't know about Rodney. Like, I'd really like to see. But I thought their date was so fun. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed Rodney. Um, He's one of my favorites now. I don't think he's going to be the one at the end of the the show that ends up with Michelle but I really really enjoyed him with this date he he really rolled with the punches he's fun he laughs and Michelle Michelle seems to have a good time with him which I appreciate right um they were really pushing like the friend zone angle and like the other guys kind of commenting like I don't think he's going to get out of a friend zone um, we saw Malik talking about him like, oh, he just makes me laugh, but there's no way he's for Michelle. So, yeah, they were really setting it up like I was like, OK, he's probably an early one on one that goes home. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, they had a 
good chemistry. And she even brought up that line at the end, like he's out of the friend zone. Like now he's in the romance zone. And my, my favorite line was when they had to feed each other and she fed him or he fed her pizza. And she's like, uh, for you, it's lasagna. For me, it's pizza. That made me laugh. She's great. She's so good with the callbacks. She's yeah. so quick to like, to like make fun of them, but in like a cute, fun way that they like enjoy. Yeah. See, I thought you were going to say like your favorite line was the pun with I absolutely that's too hard to say, though. I absolutely accept this. Or will you like I absolutely want to give you this rose. It's too much. of a That mouthful. was super cute. Yeah. So I love their chemistry where he's like, you're lucky you're cute. You know, like he can be made fun of. And although the date like there wasn't much to do, it was like these random truth or dare. It was a lot better executed than some of the past ones we saw, like on and La Quinta that were similar. Really? I might have to disagree with you there because we literally went to the business center. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about the photocopy. <laughs> we went to the business center. At one point, the most were... romantic part of any hotel. Right. Well, at one point in like the back of the kitchen, like it just like looks like food that had been sitting out forever. Um, they were in a boat at one point, right? Like rowing a boat. Oh, yeah, they were, weren't they? So it was just really very random. Um, but then more of a serious dinner talk um, where she talks about um, her parents as a biracial couple and how her mom, um, that she's, Michelle's witnessed in so many situations, her mom stepping up for her dad um, when she doesn't really have to, but just like she's kind of in a situation um being the person like a protector in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Michelle is saying that she hasn't had that comfort in her past relationships um, and not having that understanding and talks about an instance where um, the first time that she was uh, had the N word directed at her and it was in a grocery store and her partner at the time um, not supporting her. I mean, basically saying like, Okay. Don't give that person the power yeah. to be upset where like, like she treated has it very just, trivially. Yeah, she just has every single right to be upset in that moment. Like yeah. ugh, how like I just don't get how somebody could do that. Right. So yeah, she said she had to justify her feelings. She shouldn't ever have to justify that. And they just seem to have like um just an understanding with each other and having that talk. And um Rodney talks about growing up with a single mom and how she worked three jobs to and that he just wants to make her proud so i love that they have that balance of super fun and then they could get deep uh mm-hmm. anything else with oh we forgot about the streaking <laughs> so oh my god it was a dare like i my thoughts on rodney like were just like oh this is me the crazy guy that is doing wild things to get attention at a cocktail party and he's at some point he's going to streak across the stairs but he it was either him or michelle so obviously he was going to do it um for the dare and yeah it was just like in the lobby of the hotel um and michelle even had to say that comment like this is our journey so the producers at this point are just structuring things for the promo (laughs) like Mm -hmm. please do this um yeah so definitely like um higher expectations um for rodney than i had initially i think um i would slot him in for top six if she's like gets along with him so well yeah i think that's a fair spot yeah um all right let's talk about the second group date so if the first group date the storyline was will versus peter this is like everybody against jamie um it's a spoken word poetry date so it's for your um college classmate seemed like it was set up for him yeah, he was so excited, which, like, good for him. Like, that was nice for him to be just genuinely excited. Like, yeah. whoever he was ne- beside, he was like, this is it. This is the guy. He like, was that the was one nice. person like, that knew. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that, like, casting him, like, triggered something for the producers to be like, ooh, date idea? Like, I if he said, like, here's my, this guy's my idol. This is why I got into uh, spoken word. Um. I'm not, I'm really not sure. It's not something I, I, I considered. I feel like they have been maybe just with like less, like more open protocols. Like it's been easier to get like better guests and mm-hmm. probably don't have to quarantine for very long. They're in California area right now. Um, so, you know, to get like a 
movie stars, they wouldn't have been able to do that in these past seasons we've seen. Um, I'm so, I don't have his name. Do you have his, the name of the poet? It was... It was... I feel like it was Francisco something, but... Like we make that up. Still scroll. Uh, Rudy Francisco. <laughs> Rudy Francisco. Okay. So yeah, Chris G was very uh, excited about this. Um, all the guys had to do spoken word poetry. So they come in, watch um, Rudy Francisco performing, and then they have to do their own spoken word poetry. Um, and then the other guys are the audience. And I thought everybody did pretty well. The yeah, one- I would agree stand out with I guess in a negative way was Jamie. Um just didn't really try have an emotional story. But yeah. Um did anybody surprise you on the second group date? Um I would say I think Brandon surprised me. Mm-hmm. I just haven't um I just haven't really connected with him I'd say. And I would say even after it I kind of lost my any connection I had. I just uh-huh. I'm not sure why he's not doing it for me, but he's just not doing it for me. Yeah, I agree. I thought his um, poem was really touching. I don't know. It just seemed like she really connected to it. Um, and then in the cocktail party afterwards, they just seemed like really attracted to each other. But yeah, he just seems so young to me. I think that's what it is. Is he the one who... Um, was like had all the lines for Michelle last week and she was like come on now yeah yeah I think so that's, that's probably, probably part of it, part of it mm-hmm. yeah um so he and Michelle talk about that um they are both late bloomers um both biracial you, you want to talk about late bloomers these people <laughs> oh I didn't date till the end of high school oh cry about it <laughs> you want to have the late bloomer Olympics give me the gold medal right now babes <laughs> um and then yeah they just i think she like after they made out she said something like i feel like i just dropped on a roller coaster so they definitely have chemistry um but really this becomes about jamie so jamie's very confident he's who she had the one-on-one with he's the one who brought up the story um so according to the other guys he would be that rat in the midst that they're trying to find out and although we don't really, it's not found out here. Uh, it's later, like the cocktail party for the rose ceremony. But after this date, um, Brandon gets the group date rose. It's the second time in a row. And then we hear Jamie, it's subtitled, like, we have to talk. And he pulls a producer. And they're sort of like through a window he's being filmed so like i don't think he knows that he is being filmed but but he's mike like this yeah. was a not so banana scene right like yeah. it was just it was probably one of the most wild things i've ever seen on the bachelor <laughs> i mean did he not realize that this was going to be used or i just yeah i don't think he did i i mean sh- sure like yeah they could the editors can play games but like Ooh, this is hard to explain away, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of venting, like, okay, um, oh, she's just in spring break mode and like no judging, like, um, but I can make fun of it, right? And feels like judging, but right, yeah. And then, um, like Brandon, like these guys are pathetic, like. I thought expected a higher caliber of guys and um, I do I seriously have to wait out six weeks for this. I mean, you don't, you can leave. <laughs> right. Like you don't, nobody is forcing you to stay here. Yeah. So it seemed to be coming from the place of like, like ego superiority. Yeah. And just that like, okay, she's probably going to pick me in the end, but we just have to go through this, go through the motions. Um, like he was above everybody. Um, I did hear, I was listening to a little bit of Chatty Broad's podcast, which has um, Becca Martinez, and she talked about how, um, I don't remember the exact quote of the spring break, but she was like, it could be taken um, as like, he could be talking about like a a guy's wardrobe, like depending on what was said, like what is a spring break, depending on how they clip it. So you just never know. Um, 
but either way, like it did. I mean, it would take a lot of clipping to to make him insulting everyone. I don't know. Like, I right. just sure some stuff could have been edited a little bit, but how, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm being naive, which is possible. But it's definitely the case of like him. He has never watched it from what he's saying. Like he doesn't watch any reality TV. So he is very naive coming in for that. Um, and I definitely seeing this, like, I definitely believe that um, because he totally seemed to just like trust this producer. Like, oh, this is my buddy. Like, I'm going to just like, this is my safe space to vent, which you should never do. Mm-mm. So, and it's hard because it's like, after what we saw, like his story last week, it's like, you want to come to his defense. Like, that's my instinct. <laughs> it's yeah. like, um, I don't know that he's a like typical villain, but um, yeah, definitely like has his ego going and not, uh, not aware of the reality TV ways. Um, let's see. Anybody else from this group date that stood out? I mean, we saw a little bit of Chris g doing the spoken word but it wasn't like any more than we saw anybody else doing their poem mm-hmm. um and then you could kind of tell like okay who's not going anywhere when they don't show anything they just show them like in silence in the background uh let's see um yeah i don't think there are any i think brandon was really the standout yeah for sure i didn't really think that rose is going anywhere but brandon yeah um so we come into the rose ceremony cocktail party and we hear romeo saying like well martin rodney and brandon all have um roses coming into it and jamie's like really far along with her so he's probably feeling pretty confident i was surprised about that comment i yeah. think um i don't know it's not a typical thing that we hear i was like oh this is helpful for my notes because i can be like yep these are the ones that have the roses already <laughs> um but yeah they probably are asking like so who do you think is like feeling safe and yeah it's a now looking back it totally sets up what happens with Jamie that you know he's not worried at all and then it all comes crashing down so it starts with um Rick is the one to bring it up so tabletop Rick that was his call sign um brings it up where more just like he wants hey, to clear the air yeah like none of us were like what happened because it wasn't a common sentiment in the house and like right. I've talked to a couple of people that like we're not doubting you. We're not doubting your character. So we would love a little more understanding of like where that was coming from. And we'd like to like support you and tell you that that's not the case kind of thing. That's what it yeah. felt like to me. Yeah. Like just want to like rest, rest assured. None of us were thinking that none of us were questioning your character, which yeah, it wasn't like this overwhelming thing. There were guys talking about like, did she know Joe before? So there is like a little bit of like, I can see, there were some guys that I think were guilty of like questioning a situation. I don't think they were bringing it up with her character. Just like, whoa, he seems to like be really far ahead. But most of the guys like weren't even aware that that was a topic of conversation. Um, So then Michelle admits that it was Jamie. She's like, Oh, it's hard because it was Jamie. And Rick seems really surprised by that. Everybody thought like Jamie would be the one to actually say something when it was brought up. So that gets all around. And, um, we see some of the guys pull Jamie aside and Jamie does not really have a good defense here. <laughs> oh, he certainly does not. He's just like, uh, he, can't, he can't even like come up with anything on the spot. No, no. It's like, Oh, I wasn't questioning her character. I was saying there's another character. This, the, the doubt created its own character. And what are the viewers going to like, what are people at home going to think? And so then they call them out like the episodes. <laughs> yeah, on the episodes. And they're like, what are you talking about? So, um, why are you bringing episodes into it? So, yeah. Um, then Michelle ends up pulling Jamie aside to talk it through. And there's really just no coming back from it at this point. Um, and he gets sent home. Uh, one thing I think is interesting is that he's in the limo and we don't hear any more from him. So it definitely seemed like it came as a shock. And I don't know if he was saying things to the producer, like dude, like what happened? Like if he just wasn't giving them anything, I, um, hmm, I wonder if they just didn't want to give him any sort of platform. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it's like, typically you'd see something like, it, I think he was really caught off guard. Um, just feeling like he had it in the bag. Like he, he was not in danger of going anywhere. 
at that point. Um, but yeah, I don't, they like the trust is broken and she just ended it there. So then with the guys called for the rose ceremony, we get Joe, Rick, Leroy, Nate, Casey, Chris G, Chris S, Clayton, Olu, Romeo, and Will. So we lose Peter of the Peter and Will feud, Spencer, Malik, and LT. So I think I was only slightly surprised by Peter because I just thought for sure they were going to keep him around. <laughs> I I was surprised by Malik just because I felt like he was getting a lot of that narration role too. That's true. Yeah, I did think he would maybe stick around a little bit. Um, but that is where we are at. Looks like some new villains might emerge next week, but because we lost yeah, two I of them. That guy's, the other guy. The other, the other Chris? Is that who that was? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've entrusted him since moment one. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into some audience questions. Will Harrington, can someone explain what influenced production's choice of the next Bachelor? Um, although he got more screen time, so I actually remembered he existed. He was so boring. Based on what we've seen, is there any reason to believe he can be a compelling lead or is production just trying to appease the middle America audience after angering them? with so many people of color as leads. So again, fast forward a little bit if you don't want to know who the next Bachelor is. But yeah, I think, Haley, it's pretty telling that we didn't really bring up this person. <laughs> um, yeah. Even though they what had like a little... So far. They had a little like kissing moment, but it was just like a little tiny mini interaction. Like, let's spin around. And... Yeah, I don't know yet. I mean, I guess we'll, uh, we'll stay tuned. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm not sure yet. Yeah, another podcast I listened to, um, I believe it was last week, um, Charlene's podcast that she does with her husband. So Charlene was spoiled on who the next Bachelor is because she's just in that world. So like it's unavoidable, really. Um, but her husband had no idea. And he just guessed. He was like, I bet it's this person because they just are so bachelory. Like mm -hmm. they're just going to go back to what they like. And one thing that stood out to me about um, Clayton is that... I really got Colton vibes from him again this episode where he said something like a lot of these guys think they're like front runners, but I think I can leapfrog like just like the terminology. It was like very game yeah. oriented. Like, I don't think they're as strong as they think. And I think like I can find my way. <laughs> I think I can leapfrog them was like stood out to me. Um, Mel got Mel got served texted me the day of the premiere and was like, does this do not look like Taryn? <gasps> oh my gosh. What? <laughs> So now I, I just can't like unsee that. That is so funny because I saw that this episode a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I just forgot I was going to mention it. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, Nicole Horn, is the person you were dating, if the person you were dating called you an underdog, how quick would you GTFO? Uh, probably would take me longer than I'd like to admit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, like, thanks. I would right. probably take it as a compliment because I'm an idiot. But yeah. Like, oh, like, so you're saying I have a chance. <laughs> um, Josh Creek, is this going to be a spring break podcast? Babes, when it hasn't, has it not been a spring break <laughs> podcast? Sarah Nora, are we happy that Jamie was given the boot so quickly, followed by the troublemaker Peter, or is it annoying because now the show will manufacture some other drama to focus on? Um, why not both? Yeah, I, I don't mind losing Peter, but I would have liked to see maybe like some resolution, some resolution, like see if he could try to like work his way out of it. Um, he was kind of a different type of villain. So um, he had layers. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Downs, how deep did the show bury Jamie by including that pull aside he did with a producer? Does that make him a production plant or just an enormous horse's rear end? I yeah, I think I think you brought up the fact that he doesn't really probably quite understand reality television in the way that like you and I might. Mm -hmm. Um so I think that's part of it, but I also think that like added some context mm -hmm. that would have been confusing otherwise. Right. Yeah. I think something like that they're always going to show like if we look at the Brendan Piper thing from Bachelor in Paradise yeah. like yeah. You're just always on mic. You're always going to like, they're going to find a way to show the footage. Um, 
but that's yeah really what producers do is like they're your buddy um until uh the final cut of the show Maker Mika Vogel, I appreciate the shade that is through by showing Michelle talking to the guys about why she sent Jamie home and then continuing to play her voiceover, the video of Jamie riding away in the car as his lips were moving, saying his last words, but not playing the sound of whatever he actually said. It felt like a fitting end to that storyline. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting perspective on that, too. That's just like, yeah, not give him the last word. Yeah. Um, let's have Michelle. I'm wondering if like we're going to have a repeat of the Katie type thing where different guys kind of sent out each week though because yeah. I really don't want that I was kind of a little worried about that do you think do you think Jamie's gonna come to the mental all I think so I saw on his Instagram like he's still like nothing but love for the show nothing but love for Michelle like she's amazing so I could see that and he's getting hate like people saying things like horrible things about like come on guys yeah i know i know our audience is not doing that keep in yeah. mind that this is a tv show it is yeah. produced content if yeah. you're tweeting at any of the contestants anything but nice things stop what you're doing and reevaluate exactly. like, if you want to if you want to comment that you love their sweater or something like that <laughs> only nice only nice things like right. we have enough negativity in the world exactly let's not let's not play that game it's unnecessary and and if any of those comments are racist then like go f yourself like seriously yeah yeah go they're, f yourself. they're bringing his mom's death into it so oh my god yeah <laughs> yes um mari fourth what did you think of michelle's date with rodney do you think he is in the running for michelle's heart and how far do you think he goes i like rodney but so far i'm getting friend vibes from him i don't seem up there with joe nate and martin no murray you're you're totally right like I, I feel like joe nate and martin are on a completely different level but i think i think rodney is the type of guy you want to have around just because he's like such a fun hang like he's like the Andrew of this season where you probably know he's not the one but you're really having a nice time hanging out with him and you want him to hang around for a bit just because he adds like a levity to the situation you know mm-hmm. yeah and I think leads always like to have somebody and I'm probably getting this from like something I listened to from a lead in the past but um, kind of that trusted person that friend around later on um, so like, especially when they were doing like the traveling a lot, like this is somebody that I know I'll have fun with, even if they don't see them as like their person at the end, um, they usually tend to go kind of far and then you can always like fall back on that. Like, oh, we didn't get past like, like it's more friendship thing. Like I love you as a person kind of thing. It's like an easy way to like yeah. say bye to somebody too. Yeah. Um, and then Mari has another question. Um, how did you feel about the men's original decision not to tell Michelle about the Peter and Will situation? I I really like it, especially because a it's not something we've really seen before. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. Yeah. Like, is Michelle gonna get upset that she didn't know about this? Is she happy that they didn't get involved? I don't know. Uh, but it's an intro. It, it's it's it feels like a little bit of a different experience, especially since we've been watching The Bachelor nonstop for a year. Yeah. It's nice to see something that we really haven't come across before. Yeah, it's interesting because there it's like they all want to find out like who's the person that said this one thing to michelle but the reason why they didn't bring this one this situation up is like okay like she's already like dealt with this negative situation and we're having like such a good time we don't want to like bring her down again and we've had all these things canceled or um the cocktail party canceled so the fact that it's like they don't want to do that to the other guys. Like nobody wants to be the person that's like, let's change the tone of the state. And she was mm-hmm. saying things like, Oh, it's so great. It's like a total reset. So to me, I'm just kind of waiting. Like, I just feel like it'll come up at some point. Yeah. Like, do you feel like the other shoe's going to drop and she's going to be upset that they didn't tell her? I don't know. I guess it doesn't yeah. really matter because Peter's not here. Right? right. Like, right. I don't know. Yeah. I and I feel like she didn't like Peter enough to like care. <laughs> Right. Like I don't think she wanted to t- dedicate any of her, like her mental capacity to caring about Peter or what he's doing. Like I just don't think she liked him at all. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Wrapping up. Um. I could see like on that. Like I could see it wrapping up with a storyline on if she feels really strongly about Will that maybe it comes up and by some like asking about the jacket or a producer telling her like, well, why don't you ask him why he's not wearing that jacket that you got like he won on your date. Yeah. Um, and then 
feeling like, oh, like, I want you to feel like you can tell me like tough things or something. I could see it like going that way. I guess so. Yeah. I just don't see Will as being a big enough player that it matters. Right. Exactly. So let's go to our draft. (laughs) Um, Let's see how we're doing on this. Um, Ooh, I'm Asia and Amy are tied for first. Oh my God, how is this happening? (laughs) With 60 points. I think I have Rodney. Yes. So I would never have expected him to get me these points so early. Um, But oh my gosh, my team is like dwindling. I have Joe, Olu, Rodney, and Chris S left. So Chris S is like maybe some villain points next week. I don't know, but that's not much. Um, And you have Leroy as your number one, and like I really like him, but we didn't haven't seen much with him. Oh, he was so cute this episode. I loved his little he glasses. Was. I know we love a good glasses moment. He was so <laughs> cute. I was like, "Ooh, Leroy! Ooh, what what are you doing? What are you up to?" Yeah, I saw some like meme reaction. Like he had some good reaction shots. So did Nate. Um, just when everything was going down at the cocktail party. Um. Yeah. So we are tied right now for sixty points. Haley, you are in third or second. Anyway, you look at uh-huh. uh, forty-three points. Um, I have four people left. Oh my goodness! And you and Asia have five people left. Well, so that's pretty even in terms of who we have left. So that's yeah. Interesting. But like, I have no chance. <laughs> uh, Leroy, who's here? Like, you have Martin. Oh, good. I have Martin. And Martin. Ooh, he's so um, cute. You know what? I, I'm i enjoying looking at Nate's face. He His mm. face is just very nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's very cute. Um, yeah, they had some makeout moments. We didn't really he's talk like about the him guy much. you would write a tweet about, like, letting him ruin your life. <laughs> right? <laughs> See, I would put Jay Ellis there. <laughs> now I, I only had eyes for him this episode, but yeah, I don't think Jay Ellis is going to ruin your life like Nate is, though. Uh, that's true. <laughs> so, did you get takes from Doug this episode? Is he all I, caught up? I did. Yeah, congrats to Doug on getting caught up. <laughs> and has see. he informed us on like? Do you have any of the notes on what's going on in VIP Canada? I don't. I Doug, if you're watching VIP Canada, let me know. Actually, two of my work friends. Um, have been kind of watching it and I've been told it's really good. It's like very Canadian, but there's some good drama going on. I just, I really want to watch it. I just do not have the capacity (laughs) to do so right now. I hope everyone understands. Um, Would you rather go for a ride on the Euroscope of Nightmares Machine? What's that? Can you Google it for me? (laughs) Or be a contestant on this show who constantly talks about his shitty pizza parlor and says his favorite scene from Top Gun is the volleyball scene. (laughs) I mean, I would love a pizza parlor. Not gonna lie to you. Yeah, not bad. I mean, Peter is changing lives one slice at a time. I feel like we've heard that multiple times, so... Yeah, he's so passionate about that line. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's on the back of his t-shirts that he makes his employees wear? (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) I guess a slice of pizza can change your life. I don't know. But, um, I'm going to go for pizza right now. I'm hungry, actually. I'm getting a little sneaky. Yeah. I don't know. It's 844, though. It might be too late for like a dessert. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll just take my vitamins and be done with it. <laughs> um, if you and Amy feel compelled to become fighter pilots after this episode that somehow did not feature anyone from the actual armed forces, I think your call sign should be Fragile and Cupcake. Oh, I like it. <laughs> You're probably Cupcake, I'm guessing. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I mean, there is a cupcake in Bachelor Nation. Yeah, I think that's a callback back to your cupcake story. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Is the most real thing ever, or just a terrible sign for how bad the season might be that Michelle was doing parent-teacher interviews instead of watching? Oh, really? I didn't see that, but this—they've definitely cast some guys that give that like fifth grader energy. So, yeah, it's so weird. Like the the jacket thing is such a like. Like late elementary school, early junior high type thing, and that she's gonna have to deal with. Like, so immature. I think to spice up paradise next season, the producers should only bring villains. Could you imagine all of the Victorias trying to find love on a beach populated by Peter, Jamie, and Greg? They could even bring back Jed as a musical guest, have Chad bartend when he's not shitting his pants, and I guess have Juanha Pablo to host. It would be the biggest shitstorm in television history. How do you feel about that? <laughs> we're not covering that season. Yeah, we're not. We're covering, yeah, we'll see. Um, 
if Michelle were actually on spring break mode, uh, would she have done a keg stand by now? <laughs> yeah, think. something tells have me. Have you like, ever done a keg stand? No, I haven't. I haven't either. I bet I would have been good at it in my heyday. <laughs> I didn't drink when I could do a handstand, though. So, <laughs> uh, Would you rather cry about an insignificant piece of clothing on national television or compete in a mini episode of Fear Factor where all you do... Uh, for all of the dares, uh, where you do all the dares and your face is photocopied. Ooh. I'd probably cry, right? Like, I'm probably going to cry anyway, so. <laughs> Fear Factor definitely is not for me. I know um, Kendall was on it. Kendall of Kendall and Joe. I love that Kendall of Kendall and yeah. Joe. <laughs> Kendall of Kendall, former Kendall and Joe. <laughs> yeah, it'll never not be Kendall and Joe, sorry. Yeah. Um, could you or Amy please attempt to do an impression of Brandon saying some of some of the deep and ridiculous things he says to Michelle? I'm not even sure what his voice sounds like. I can't picture it in my head right now. Amy, do you know? Do you know what he sounds like? Mm-mm. Okay, no, let no. me let me do a hard listen next next episode and see what I can do. Okay, that's it. That's it from Doug. That's it from me. Um, if you do want to support your friends, me and Amy on the podcast, join the Ron Passa Podcast Patreon. You get exclusive content about the Survivor season. Sometimes you'll hear us do stuff if you're lucky. <laughs> Where do you sign up for that, Amy? Do you remember? Rob has a website dot com slash patron. Um, my favorite patron content is it has to be the patron five for five. When Rob talks to Nicole, I can't miss that because I feel like we don't get much access to Nicole, and this oh, is like, she's great. Yeah, she's hilarious. Um and if you want to ask us questions in the Facebook group, well, then that's the place to do it. That's where we get all of our little question threads. So, you know, join the patron group, join the patrons, have some fun. Yeah. And start out, you know, it's early in the month. So that's the best time to start out. Um, so you get the whole month, right? You get the whole month and lots of lots of extra content, like a ton of extra content. It's a it's a good hang. So, hey, and while you're at it, sign up for the post show recaps. Um, Patreon, too. Nice. Support all of our friends. Yeah. Do you ever do the Survivor Trivia Night? No, I should, though. You should. You know what I did one time was the Survivor Taskmaster. Grace Ooh. did it, and it was <gasps> so much fun. Like, I got pulled in last minute. Like, I was just, there was two rounds of it. So I was just, Ethan went to go hang out with his friend. So I was like, oh, like, I never get to watch these things. I'm going to watch it. And then Sam messaged me and was like, hey, do you want to be in the next round? Like, it's starting 20 minutes. I was oh like, gosh. I would love nothing more it was <laughs> so much fun it was such a ball uh one of the categories was like um go put on your best outfit and like your time starts now whatever i came back in my wedding <gasps> oh dress. my gosh that's amazing <laughs> and like what it was like your best gift and like technically my best gift was ethan got me uh, a bike for valentine's mm. day this year and i loved it so much but it was too hard to go out to the garage and back in two minutes and get my bike upstairs. So I brought up the ice maker and it was fun. Mm. It was so much fun. So like, yeah, patron group, do stuff like that. Like pretty well every week, stuff like that. Different things. Um, oh my gosh, but text me what ice maker you have. Because I definitely want one for my I, Christmas list you know this year. What? I got it for my bridal shower and it was not something I asked for. Oh, really? And Ethan and I were both kind of like, oh, okay. Random. We yeah. used it. <laughs> all the time it has never once been put away because we use it constantly that's so cool constantly nice but yeah that's it get an ice maker join patreon <laughs> and where can people keep up with you uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at eight strong underscore uh you can check out my bookstagram at the strong library i just posted a review of the last three bridgerton books I saw that I uh, I was going to space them out, but I just thought I would blow my load in one. Are you going to join Nothing But Netflix to talk Bridgerton? Probably not, because like that's um, uh, I feel like Kirsten and Sarah Carradine and maybe mm. Sasha, Sasha Joseph. I think that's who um, did the last Bridgerton episode. I feel like they'd be a good candidates. But I told Rob, I was like, if you don't call me for the new season of Dairy Girls, like I'm going to be upset. (laughs) Have you watched Dairy Girls? I haven't. Oh, my God, Amy, you need to watch it. It's so good. Nice. Yeah, I definitely have that on my list as well. You could like, honestly, you could knock out the whole two series in about three hours. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Like it's half hour episodes and I think there's only like six episodes per season. Perfect. It's like a great afternoon. Nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at um, RHAP Recapper and uh, podcasting about Married at First Sight with the lovely Asia, who is our draft competitor. And our draft winner, you mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> Inevitable draft winner. Um, but that's in the reality TV wrap ups feed as well. So thanks everybody for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.